Finally, the P.J. Washington restricted free agency saga is over. And, well, Doug's dressed for the occasion. (laughs) You ain't ever seen a grandma dunk like that. Yeah. That's all today on Locked On Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcast. And that includes YouTube, people. And I highly suggest this episode, you at least go check out a little bit of the YouTube episode. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. I'll tell you in a minute. The official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $5. They can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started that's drag branson i sorry doug branson that's doug branson you can find him on his sub stack <laughs> every hornet boxcore.com i'm walker mail you can listen to me on wfnz every weekday from 12 to 3 go check out the youtube edition folks he did it we passed 5,000 subscribers which means doug branson is dressed as grandmama how are you feeling well we should note or i should note that i had this planned really well I looked at the numbers. I looked at the, 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 the subscriber numbers months ago, and I said to myself, Doug, this is perfect. You're going to hit 5,000. If things track how they're tracking, you're going to hit 5,000 subscribers in, in like the end of August. No one will be watching this show. There's no reason to watch this show at the end of August. And of course, PJ Washington's free agency drags on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, when we hit 5,000, I thought to myself, knowing my luck, PJ is going to sign, and I declared that I was going to do this on Monday last week because I wasn't feeling well, and I didn't want to put the costume on and do the whole thing if I wasn't 100% healthy. So I declared I was going to do it on Monday, and I thought to myself on Friday, you know, knowing my luck, PJ is going to sign over the weekend, and sure enough, here we are. It was a perfect marriage of something important that we have to talk about, actual content, and also you looking ridiculous. And so now what happens is we do the whole Dan Lebitard thing where we try to get some profound statement made by yeah. you in a grandmama Oof. costume right. so that it gets picked Locked up on. where you're you're saying something serious. You're giving yeah. it an, an excellent point on the PJ Washington saga being over and you're dressed with that hat and the dress and you know all all of the works there well the wait, we should we should do it so that we should make the take hot so that locked on is forced to use the clip on their like national broadcast and it's me in a grandma costume with no explanation all right so the other thing is what, what's unfortunate is that we can't spend too much time on this in the first segment because we have, we have to we have there's to important get to, things to get to yes, okay serious correct. business that we yeah. have to discuss folks well, look, and we take ourselves as extreme professional individuals. And so that's why we're doing this pod. And that's why we're going to give you all of the good stuff. Yeah, I was in a Bojangles drive through line when I got the news, Doug. I, was, I mean, couldn't get more North Carolina than that, right? Scrolling my timeline for Charlotte Hornets updates. Well, I was waiting for my Cajun Filet Club sandwich and the season fries to boot. Mm. PJ Washington, mm. he signed a three-year contract, $48 million deal. It's 15 and a half million per year with 500,000 incentives each season and games and bonus and games and minutes bonuses. There are no options reported on the deal. So three years, 48 million, 
15 and a half per year with 500,000 each season in games and minutes bonuses. Just overall thoughts when you saw it, Doug, and then maybe a couple days later, second take Tuesday type stuff. What did you have there? My thought was that it was a fair deal for both sides. There was there was obviously this negotiation took a long time because there was a lot of give and take from both sides of of the deal here. Because PJ Washington's side wanted more money. Those were all the reports. Wanted close to $20 million. That wasn't something that the Hornets as an organization seemed willing to commit to a player that if everyone stays healthy will be a bench player this upcoming season and they you know their number was reportedly you know somewhere in the neighborhood of 13 to 15 million so you get to 15 and a half you get to almost 16 million if he hits all of the incentives and that's and it's only three years right so that I think that's beneficial for both sides because if PJ outplays the contract then he can upgrade that contract a year early because a lot of these deals are four-year deals. So mm-hmm. he gets out a little early. And if it doesn't work out for either side, then Charlotte uh, gets to eject uh, or, or just move on from P.J. Washington after three years and clear up some money on the books. So I think it was a fair deal for both sides. And any, anyone complaining about the 15-and-a-half number just needs to look at who else is being paid 15 and a half in the league this upcoming season? It's Rui Hachimura. It's Mitchell Robinson. That, that contract's a crime. I mean, they, they are getting so much more than 15 and a half million for Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Herter, Jonas Valanciunas, Karis LeVert, Lou Dort. I mean, a lot of those, a couple of those guys are starters. Okay. So maybe there's a complaint there, but I think talent level PJ Washington is on that level with those players. And it's only 11% of the cap. You know, third highest paid player, yes, but that's because Miles Bridges took the qualifying offer. That's because this team is ultra young. Like if this if this does get to a point where this team is competing for a playoff spot and they do add veterans in the years to come, then he'll go from third highest player to probably fifth or sixth highest player, which is where he should be. Yeah, and and so when I saw this, I you know had to get a takeoff, right? Which is not necessarily true. I just wanted to. Let's. You don't <laughs> well, you're in Bo, you're in the Bojangles stay. drive-through. You're getting the right. seasoned fries. You're already jacked up. You got to get Whoa. the takeoff. Yeah, let's go. I had my lemonade in me. The sugar was rushing through me, and I got the PJ news. It was all so I, I wanted to fire. I I don't regret the tweet, but I like I said, totally fair deal, which I I think totally fair for both sides, and I still think that mostly rings true. I do think it's probably more valuable for the Charlotte Hornets. If you were to ask me, what is the perfect number? Like, what do I truly think PJ Washington is worth right now? And for the next three years, as this contract is, is, you know, the time runs out on that, I would say like 17, maybe 18, especially with the cap going up, but 17 is where I would have sat. And so you miss out. If you reach those bonuses, then you miss out on 3 million total, which 3 million is a lot of money to us. Yes, even to PJ, that would be a lot, but you get the idea as far as the negotiations go back and forth. It's not that much. It's not like you missed the mark totally. I think this is an extremely tradable contract, which is what you want with all of them. A lot of people argue that every contract is tradable. True, but this one, you can get 100 cent on the dollar in return and even more so. So I love that. I told you how much I value PJ as far as a rotation player. You mentioned that he's not a starter. True, also... I think you're talking about PJ in a lot of closing lineups anyway, where we we focus on starters a little more so than we do with the closing lineup. So if you want your best Mm -hmm. players, PJ very well might be out there in a LaMelo Gordon, 
Miles, PJ Mark type situation, small ball, he'll be starting five. You get the idea. There are a lot of lineups where he is a really valuable player. But overall, Doug, you're right. He's going to be right at 28 years old. Just five days ago, he turned 25. So this contract, you're going to get him as soon as he hits his new age. 28, as soon as this contract is done, you can parlay that into a real nice deal. Going to be young enough to where he can still get a good contract. So, yeah, I think it might be a little more valuable for the Charlotte Hornets. But overall, he gets some long-term money locked up. And, I mean, yeah, I, I love that the Hornets have him on this deal if you're looking at this from a team standpoint. So I'm going to actually disagree with you and say that it's more valuable for P.J. Washington than it is the Charlotte Hornets. And then I think we should you know, go take a break and come back because there's a lot more to talk about this contract, why it's tradable. I've got an idea on that. Oh, yeah. And then you know, just talk about why P.J. Washington will be valuable to the Charlotte Hornets next season. But first, let me disagree with you. I think this is actually more valuable for P.J. Washington. It might not be what he wanted, in terms of like the $20 million number, but it's valuable to him for this reason. It's long-term money. It's guaranteed money. It's a shorter term than, you know, the four-year deals that usually come out of this. So he's got opportunity there. And there was really no market for him anywhere else. He's getting a way up far, uh, you know, a couple million dollars above mid-level exception money, more than Grant Williams got. And He's got long-term security, which is nice when, when again, there really wasn't a big market for his services out there. And, and I think that has to be important, especially early in your career, and especially when you consider what his role will be this season. It's not going to be the same role that he had this past season. If, if he had taken the qualifying offer one year, around $8 million, and said, all right, I'm going to risk it, and I'm going to go out in free agency – that's a perilous proposition because you could get injured. But for PJ, you're going to have to, to to showcase your skills from the bench on a team that is not anywhere near guaranteed to make the playoffs. And I think that's part of what hurt his restricted free agency in the first place. The teams don't know if PJ can perform when it matters most. And so you take all of that together and I think, wow, he got a little bit more than the Hornets wanted to give him. And he got a little bit of long-term security, but not so much that he's hampering his ability overall over the course of his career to earn a lot of money. So I yeah, think it's more valuable for him. Your hat a little bit to the center, just a well, little listen, bit. Well, listen, as the, yeah, as the takes, yeah, as go. the takes get okay. spicier, as Perfect. I disagree with you, the Perfect. hat's going to move around. Yep. Um, you know, that's just, that is what it is. Prop department, we're on it. Perfect. All right. Let's uh, talk a little bit more about the PJ Washington deal coming up next. I did have, I did have a gold podcast. tooth around here somewhere. I got to find it. It's, okay. it's coming. Okay. Sounds good. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. <laughs> Doug looks for his gold tooth. I and found we it. To talk about the PJ Washington deal. There you go. Grandma, come on. Grandma, seriously. I'm trying to do a read here. We got to shout out FanDuel. Thanks to FanDuel for being a part of this episode. It's brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, the America's number one sports book. The America. That's right. I said that like the Ohio State University. Right now, new customers can be $5, can get bet $5. Grandma's messed me up big time. Let's start that over. You ain't right ever now. seen a grandma dunk like that. Right I don't now. Know if grandma, I don't actually know if Grandma Ma ever said that, but it just sounds like something from the commercial. <laughs> it, it does sound like that. Yeah. Uh, right now, new customers can bet 
$5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That's awesome. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. More Lockdown Hornets coming up next. All right, Grandma, did you find it? Did you find your tooth? Everything okay? So. Okay. I think so. It's a post-it it. note. Oh, I think it fell out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it fell out. Prop department, you're fired. Whoa. You are right, fired, prop department. We'll, we'll, we'll look for it during the break before we get to the third segment, and then we'll try to, to help you out, Grandma. I know it's a tough life over there. Um, all right, so yeah, you... Yeah, I, by the way, I like how you said, I'm going to disagree with you and then don't say anything and then we'll go to the next segment. That was that was keen of you. <laughs> you like that? that? That's positioning. Yeah. That's called blocking mm-hmm. out. It's important. <laughs> that was grandma and Larry Johnson, very good at that. So, right, like a couple of things. You said a lot. I think the, the starters thing is you're focused a lot on the starter stuff. And I think if we're just going for talent, right, if we're talking about how valuable the player is, we're, we're going to be talking about PJ as one of the better players on the squad this year. And so when, if he, if he doesn't start because of the lineup that they choose to go with, you're right. Like, I don't, I don't think PJ starts. You're probably looking at miles bridges at the four. Mark is going to be starting five. Finally, they have somebody that fits that bill, but in a lot of these closing lineups, when it might be winning time, or if you want to go small, PJ is probably going to be in there somewhere. Especially when we've seen him, you know, he was a good clutch scorer this past year. He was one of the better players in, in the clutch in the NBA this past season. We've I got seen a stat, him I got a stat for you on that. You want a stat for it? You want a stat for that? Yeah, let's hear it. He is uh, not, he didn't uh, get any consideration for clutch player of the year. <clears throat> Excuse right. me. But he was 19th in the NBA with 33 made field goals in the clutch. Uh, that's defined as when the score differential is five points or less in the fi- final right. five minutes of the fourth quarter overtime. Of the 52 players to attempt at least 50 clutch field goals that past season, uh, PJ ranked fourth in field goal percentage behind only De'Aaron Fox, Bradley Beal, and Bam Adebayo. So somebody that you can depend on. It would be it'd be weird. I know you have Miles Bridges back. The team's a, a little different, not a ton different, as we've joked about a million times. But you get the idea. I don't I don't know if if PJ not starting means that he is going to get should get less money. We do know that the salary cap is going to go up by a lot not this upcoming season but when is the whenever the new tv deal is going to roll in they expect that salary cap to go up a ton there's always that argument right like the argument that we're having is a constant sports contract argument with any sport you're talking about we do it with baseball and the nfl do you want to bet on yourself you know are you getting long-term money you could always risk injury right if you think that you're going to get less money this season and you want to get more on the other side, then you risk injury every single time. So that's one, right? Like I am one to where I think that 15 and a half million is a contract for the Charlotte Hornets, where it's a guy that is a three and D player at a power forward position, which power forwards aren't getting paid a lot of money, which is a point that you've proved quite a bit. But this is also someone, if he goes back to this role, I expect the efficiency to go up because we've already seen it. Because we saw it two years ago when you give him a role that is a little better suited, not having to share so much of the offensive burden. And I expect the defensive advanced stats to go right back up this season as long as everyone is healthy. And then I think teams are going to gravitate towards that. 
a la Bruce Brown, right? Bruce Brown goes to a winning team. Championship is the most extreme example. But Bruce Brown contributes on a not lower level, but three and D, even just like a gadget type of player on all different levels. And he gets a monster contract from Indiana. And that actually helps him out after, you know, the qualifying offer that he took two years ago. And I know you have some history with the Bobby Marks tweet on the qualifying offers taken in the past, because that was the other option here. PJ would just accept the QO, play one year, hit unrestricted free agency next season, and then figure out long-term money that way. Yeah, and again, if he were like a concrete starter and this team had playoff potential, then I would say absolutely take the qualifying offer, bet on yourself. But because those two things aren't the case, that would be a bet. Uh, that would be a long shot bet that your dollar sure. amount yeah. is going to improve because it doesn't typically. So you're asking something that doesn't typically happen to happen under circumstances that are going to be detrimental to it actually happening. So I think taking the long-term money was the right move for PJ and it's only three year deals and it's it, no options on the deal, no team option, no player option, which makes this uh, extremely tradable for the, the Charlotte Hornets and if it's tradable, then PJ might find himself in a in a better overall situation, in a situation where he could become a starter and then work on that next deal. I mean, I, to me, this is a deal that is really about the next deal. This is not a deal that's about this deal. And so now PJ Washington has three seasons to work mm-hmm. on uh, that next deal. But just in the short term, I think this was a great move by the Charlotte Hornets because you invo- you avoid the embarrassment of two players taking the qualifying offer in the same free agency, two of your young, talented players who you really bet the farm on because you didn't do anything else in free agency over the past three seasons because all you kept saying as an organization was, we're going to work on keeping the young players that are playing really well. And if that was the plan, and then you had both these guys take qualifying offers, then you would have to absolutely consider that plan a failure. And so it's not it's not an all the way failure because they got the deal done with PJ Washington, who did expand his offensive game last season, had the big 43 point game mm-hmm. against Oklahoma City, developed a rhythm with like a series of pushes and floaters, a short mid range game, a pull up game. He created some stuff in ISO. And so now the question for PJ Washington is, can he do that in a different role off the bench? Can he find some consistency? Because, I mean, he I, even though he set some career highs last season, he was inconsistent in a lot of other areas. But this is a valuable player, and he's valuable because he can score, because he can steal the basketball, because he can pass, because uh, he's one of the better shot blockers. Like if Mark Williams weren't on the team, he'd be the best shot blocker that the Charlotte Hornets have. He is quintessential versatility guy that you want on your roster, and, and I'm glad the Hornets were able to get a deal done here. Same. Because here we are, I mean, even if we disagree a little on who it's more valuable for, it's not so, it, there's not a huge gap, right? I Yes, there there are big-time benefits to P.J. just locking up what could be $16 million a year for the next three seasons and then getting to 28 years old and being able to get another contract as well. And even if, like, a lot of stars might hit their prime at 27, you actually see a lot of players in the NBA start to tail off a little bit at 27, you know, unless you're a star and then you start to hone in on your game and you get stronger and and smarter and all that stuff. I think PJ Washington is someone that's game isn't going to age all that badly. Um, and, and I think he's, because it's not like it's predicated on a ton of athleticism. So PJ Washington at 28 years old, I still expect to be a valuable player, 
but I just, I really like this deal for the Hornets. I mean, Doug, if we were to compare this to the other contracts on the roster as it stands right now, the ones they've handed out. So it's more valuable than Gordon's. You have the expiring, right? It's certainly more. It's certainly something that we like more than Gordon on a four-year, $30 million deal. His expiring makes things a little tricky to compare them. But I like this signing better this time than I did at the time of the Gordon signing. Same thing for the Terry Rozier signing. Yeah. Lamelo is a good contract because you got to lock in your star. You know, that's just that. And yeah. PJ, PJ is the best I've felt for the team about a contract they've agreed to in quite some time. Now, I, I, I think this is a really good one for the team. And I, and I agree, right? Even if there's a little disagreement on who is more valuable for, at the end, who cares, right? At the end, PJ locks up money. Charlotte gets a deal done for a guy that I think is going to be absolutely worth that money. And if they trade him, they could get 100 cents on the dollar in return. And they didn't negotiate against themselves because there was little to no market for P.J. Washington and free agency. Maybe that was because he was a restricted free agent. Maybe if he had been unrestricted, it would have been a different story. But the story was the story, and the Hornets didn't negotiate against themselves and didn't say, look, you know, we're a small market team. We can't afford this embarrassment, so we're just going to pay him whatever he wants. And it's $4 million difference between 16 and 20, but that $4 million, you know, you're paying LaMelo Ball a lot of money next season. That $4 mm -hmm. million could be the difference between a player you could acquire uh, through trade or free agency in the next upcoming seasons or or not being able to acquire that player. So I think all of those little moves around the margins are what are what makes the savvy team savvy and the, you know, silly team silly. And I think the Hornets were savvy here. I also think that just getting the deal done was important because it's it's Miles Bridges' insurance, essentially, for the next couple of seasons because Miles Bridges did take that qualifying offer. He did bet on himself. And there's no guarantee that Miles Bridges will suit up for the Charlotte Hornets two seasons from now. And so if you've got P.J. Washington sitting there for your, your future power forward, then if, if they're not able to get a deal done for Miles Bridges in the future, that it makes that idea a little bit more palatable because you've got somebody who's proven they can be a big-time scorer in spots as a starter, and they offer you a, a lot on the defensive end as well. Last thing, last week when we were talking about it, I talked about Laurie Markkinen being a, an interesting comparison because of the position, just a few different things there based on teams, lack of team success, restricted free agency during his Chicago days, whatever. But that I think he agreed to that he got in that trade to Cleveland August 25th. So August 26th is when PJ signed this. Also, Laurie Markkinen getting traded to Utah September 1st in the Donovan Mitchell trade. All that to say, we're starting in, once you get to the beginning of September, like the last week of August, beginning of September, that's when you see almost the second sense of urgency hit these NBA teams. You start yeah, yeah. to see some of these moves before we get to training camp where a month and a half, two months out of real basketball activity. I mean, even, even less than that, if you're just talking about serious practice and whatnot. So this was the second sense of urgency. If nothing had gotten done, I don't know, by mid-September, it would have been pretty damn bleak for PJ, in my opinion. I think even, even so, maybe would have never gotten to that point because at that point he might have just taken the qualifying offer. I, I wonder if there was a second deadline, so to speak, not a hard deadline, but a loose deadline right. in both of their heads as to, hey, if it doesn't happen now, then it's QO and we're hitting unrestricted free agency next season.
Yeah, whatever they would have gotten in a sign-and-trade, I don't think would have been nearly as valuable as having a healthy, contributing P.J. Washington next season and beyond. So all that to say, pillbox hats off to both sides in this negotiation, including P.J.'s father, who's part of his representation. Family looking out for family there. Uh, good, Good on everyone to get this deal done. I'm happy. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> now, we'll, we'll, we'll get some more. Walker loves PJ way too much contracts. And then we'll talk about how, you know, PJ's not worth it. He is worth it. Should have been Grant Williams. Should have been in. And we can have that for another day. And then we're done. And then he's, he's locked in, baby. We'll see. All right. One more segment to go. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Top 35 list. Mine is going to be interesting. I know Doug's is going to be interesting because he's wearing a dress as we speak. So you got to stay tuned. One more segment to go. Locked on Hornets. All right, Doug, you wanted to do a little something different with these top 35 lists while you dance. You got to check out YouTube. Just even if you listen to the pod. Yes, obviously, there is a cynical approach to this. We want the clicks. We want the listens. That is true. But I promise you're going to get rewarded for it. I promise. Okay, just go watch Doug dance while we also just have normal conversation, a normal back and forth. Go ahead. What did you want to do that was special with this list? Well, I want to just focus on Larry Johnson for both of our lists. I want to spoil the list a little bit. I want to just go straight to Larry Johnson. We'll talk about where he lands on both the nickname list and the top 35 list. But I wanted to give you a couple of notes on the costume. Uh, So it does have like an inflatable. This is a costume from Spirit Halloween. Um, It's a grandma costume and it has an inflatable butt and I inflated it to full. But I think my butt has a hole in it. Because my butt has now completely deflated. There is no more, there's no more butt. So that's that's note number one. Note number two is on the pillbox hat. This did not come from Spirit Halloween. I had to special order this on a website. $25. Didn't cost me a lot of money. Prop department did a good job there, even though they're fired. Uh, $25. But I but I never I ordered it and like weeks later it never came. I canceled the order, tried to get that's it back fair. on my credit card, couldn't. It was a whole debacle. I was like, I'm never getting this pillbox hat. Literally three months later, it shows up on my doorstep. I don't know what kind of operation that little shop in Brooklyn was running, but I don't know. I don't know what happened. I think they they have all of my information now. Somehow they've got my they've stolen my identity. But I did right. get the pillbox hat to go with uh, the 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 gear here. So yeah. Anyway, props to the prop department. And and even though they're fired, yes, props. Yeah, to they're them, on unemployed. Or- yeah, but listen, they can get unemployment. There's a lot of uh, social That's safety right. net available to them. Uh, they'll be fine. Don't worry about them. That's right. All right, Doug, if you want to go first, the nickname list, I assume you're going with Grandmama as the nickname for Larry Johnson. Then uh, what do we think about like abbreviations as nicknames or even just initials? LJ, I do. Do we do that with AI, KG, MJ? Are those nicknames or are those just initials? Like what? How do we grade those? I think that they really have to be something special. And I don't even know what that would be. I'm trying to think of, you know, B Diddy was a, an abbreviation somewhat of <laughs> yeah, Aaron Davis. That's going to show up on the list. I'll spoil it right yeah. now. That's going to show up on the list. Yeah. And he showed up uh, for the Hornets during that, that last uh, presentation of their Jersey reveal. So mm. he's back. He's back as a, as a member, as a former Hornet. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be tough. Like, LJ, I definitely marked it, um, but it it didn't make the list. I'll spoil that, too. It's not going to show up on the list. Okay. But Grandmama does, mm-hmm. and would you like to take a guess at where it lands? I'm, I think it's pretty damn high. 
I grandma is great, especially if you have to income, especially if you have to consider what the cultural impact was for Charlotte Hornets fans, what it meant to us. Everybody loves grandmama. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to go up. I'm going to say top five. I'm going to go with number four. I think it's high. Number four. You're wrong, buddy. It's number one. Okay. Yeah. Number, I just so, spoiled the number you, one you nickname did. in Hornet history. And, and it couldn't have caught. Look, it's a special day. Yeah. And I was ready. You know, I, I debated it. I'm like, do I want to reveal number one on the list already? People are mm-hmm. going to be waiting for number one. But here's why I was comfortable with revealing that Grandma Ma is the number one nickname on the list. Because I, I don't think that a lot of people are going to disagree with that because of the cultural impact of the name, because it is so special to Hornets fans, especially the old heads, especially mm-hmm. people like me who are not old, old heads because I was born in 1987. But still, it was special to me growing up with the Hornets, knowing about Grandma Ma and Larry Johnson. And Larry Johnson was such a special player for the Charlotte Hornets, really the first special player for the Charlotte Hornets. So Grandmama, number one on the list, and here's why I'm comfortable revealing it, because to me, it's Grandmama and everything else. So really, Grandmama was like, when I made this list, that went number one immediately. I didn't have to debate it. I didn't have to really? think about it. And so okay. really, the reveal of this list now is the non-Grandmama uh, category of this list. Who's going to be really the number one nickname that isn't the obvious number one nickname, which is Grandmama. So the only one I would have, and and look, the, the more I throw at you, the, the, I don't want to reveal any of the other nicknames on your list. I don't want to do that. But there is one that I thought might be considered for number one. I don't think there's a big gap. Muggsy Bogues. Because Muggsy is not Tyrone's first name. It is Tyrone Muggsy. And so if we get to this point where Muggsy has become the magic to one Tyrone, and instead of Irvin, we say magic. It's become to where like we just know him as his first. That's his first name. So Muggsy would be the only one. But you know, you don't have to reveal anything. I think there's I'm not. A close... I've got my grandmama poker face on. I'm not going to reveal. Gotcha. Maybe Muggsy's on the gotcha. list. Maybe he's not. I'm not gotcha. going to reveal. I've revealed gotcha. too much about this list yep. already. I'm not going to do it. I'll just tell you why grandmama for me is above Muggsy because wherever if Muggsy's on this list, I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. But if he shows up, he's not going to be number one because grandmama's number one. And the reason grandmama's number one is because it was iconic. It was a brand. You you didn't have to be a Charlotte Hornets fan to know mm-hmm. about it. And I think Muggsy gets to that level a little bit, but I think Grandmama was, it was a character, it was something special, and um, I I loved it. So it's number one. Gotcha. Yeah, you're you're not wearing a Muggsy outfit. I mean, there's you know, it, it's just a jersey. There is. Just I like mean, any there's there's a Muggsy jersey. Yeah, you're right. There is right. no Muggsy that's outfit. The, well, that's what you. Yeah, you could do. You could put on any jersey of any basketball player. Now so the hammer. Right. Uh, you know, I could come in dressed as a hammer. We'll we'll, we'll figure <laughs> that out. There's one man. I'm looking at the list right now. I'm looking at the top ten, and there's one. <laughs> I can't wait. We got to burn through this next week because okay. there's one in the top ten. That you're not going to know as a Hornets fan. You're maybe, maybe. Well, it's a Bobcat. You might know it. You might not. But it's it's just going to blow you away. It's so good. Okay. All right. So, uh, and I'll reveal where Larry Johnson is on my list. Do you want to guess where where LJ is on my list? Oh man, let's see. So I mean, yeah, I think he's top five still. Um, even though you've added five names to this list, I don't think there were five players that crashed up into the top five. I'm trying to remember where you had him last time. I think he had Zoe one. Maybe at LJ two. 
trying to think. Oh, I mean, Kimba. No, yeah, Kimba won, right? So uh, trying to think here. You're not going to give me any. You're not going to give me any help. You're just going to let your grandmother nope. just flail her, the boot, the, the butt that is deflated. Don't now you're just going to so. let my deflated butt. too hard, Grandma. Grandma, it's okay. Can you hear me? Can you hear? It's fine. Yeah, it's I'm going to go number two. I'm going to go as jersey number. Number two, Larry Johnson. Nailed it. Larry Johnson's number two on the top 35 Hornets of all time list. Now, what's interesting about this name this time, right? The last time I did the top 30 list, I had him at number three, and I had Alonzo Mourning at number two. Okay. But the fans really did change my stance on this, and I understand that because you're right. I think I think more Hornets fans love Larry Johnson during his time here than they do Alonzo Mourning. And I didn't put that into enough consideration when I did the top 30 list. And if you talk about the cultural impact, Larry has more of that than Alonzo does. <laughs> you also had the ugly exit where Larry does get paid. Even if you have some, you know, broken fences right now between those two, like, I don't know if they're going to mend them at the same time. It wasn't as ugly then. And Larry did play a couple more years here despite having the back injury. And mm -hmm. so Alonzo, despite him having a better three-year stretch than many Charlotte Hornets, I mean, you could argue even defensively, if you just want to go all around offensive and defensive, Alonzo probably gave you the best three-year stretch we've ever seen. Glenn Rice, apologies to you, who offensively probably holds that. I just, I think I put Larry because of what he means to the fan base above Alonzo now. And so I had Zoe, I had Zoe two then, Larry Johnson, number two on the top 35 list. Well, I think my argument then was the same as my argument now, which is that Larry Johnson was likable. And Alonzo Mourning, despite all the talent, was not very likable. He wasn't personable. He wasn't fun with the media. He did not care what you thought about him. And Larry Johnson uh, was just more fan-friendly. And, and I think yeah, even though both exits were ugly, uh, one was really the player's initiative, which was Alonzo. He wanted out. Larry's uh, that that was um, a little bit different. Uh, so, mm -hmm. you know, Larry, unfortunately, you know, that back injury limited his career, but he was part of a 50, 40, 80 club uh, during the 94, 95 season. He was rookie of the year. He was the Hornets, you know, really first uh, big star. And, you know, I think Larry Johnson, look, if you didn't like George Shin and you just like labor in general, standing up to management, then you have to love Larry Johnson because not only yep. did he get paid, he got his big deal, 12 years. <laughs> That's crazy to think that they did. We just got done talking about a three-year deal for $48 million. His, <laughs> uh, his deal, LJ's deal, was 12 years, $84 million. And that was a huge deal in terms of percentage <laughs> yeah. of their cap, which was not very yeah. large back in the 90s. That cap was, was pretty small. He gets the big deal, right? But then there were so many times, because I've been doing a lot of research for every Hornets box score, and I, I go back into the newspaper archives, and there were so many instances, and you can read about it in Rick Bunnell's book, uh, Sharpening the Stinger, so many instances where Larry Johnson butts heads with management, whether it's like bringing in players that he wants brought in, whether it's not trading players that they were thinking about trading. He kept Kenny Gaddison on the team because he's like, look, if you trade Kenny Gaddison, you're trading me. Like mm -hmm. he stood up for players that he felt like were beneficial to the team. He stood up to management. 
And uh, you you got to to me, I love him for yeah. that, that he's just it wasn't no, it was in a totally way agree. it wasn't in the way that we see sometimes today where it's just like trade me, get me off this team. I'm going to stand up to management in that way in the player empowerment area era that we're in now. It was in a way of like, hey, stop being cheap, bring in the players that we need to win and don't trade away the players that we need to win. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. I want to win as a Charlotte Hornet. That's how he stood up to management. That's why I respect Larry Johnson. I think the fences will get mended. And I I think, honestly, with Michael Jordan maybe taking a step back into this you know, minority role, minority stake in the organization, I think there will be opportunities. Hopefully these, you know, uh, bros from New York. I mean, that's where Larry, Larry Johnson's still involved with the Knicks. He's still in New York. Hopefully these New York hedge fund bros can work their contacts. Come on, Rick Schnall. Gabe, let's go. Let's get Grandmama. Let's get Larry Johnson back into the fold in the next couple of seasons. Come on. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, first overall pick as well. We didn't even mention that. So to be a first overall pick with the franchise out of UNLV, make all NBA. There he is. I got right heated. There. That but, was heat. I was heated. That was emotional. Yeah. I'm sorry. I got all right. Heated. Yeah. Go ahead and fan yourself, Grandma. That's Grandmama Light, everyhornetsboxscore.com. Go check him out. Doug, it was a pleasure, my friend, watching you give all sorts of PJ takes in the grandmama costume. I think everybody appreciates it. It was a you know beautiful way to usher us in into September, where we're going to go back to five days a week pretty soon. Um, if you're not subscribed, if you're still here, you're one of the hardcore fans. And maybe you're a hardcore fan of this show, but you're only a fan of YouTube. I implore you to uh, subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, do all the apps because we need to get those audio numbers up. So if you love us on YouTube, keep watching us on YouTube, but just go subscribe on those apps. Help the show out. All right, there you go. That'll do it. Thanks for making us your first listen. Make your second listen game to game NBA, especially during the season. Every moment, every top performance, every result, only in a way that Locked On can have you covered. Have a great rest of your day. We will be back with you tomorrow, Wednesday, sometime this week.